We just ooze sexual tension, I guess. Uh-huh. What the fuck? Welcome back to your football fantasy. Grab a drink, roll back your foreskin, and let Dweez Nuts, Big Wiz, and the Bullfrog stroke your fantasy loins. Welcome back to the show. All three of us here on the couch in studio. I'm Dweez Nuts. Bullfrog's here and the Big Wiz, both studiously looking at their notes, preparing for today's discussion. It should be a good one. should be a long one. How you guys doing? Fucking great. That's, great to be back. I want to hear from you. Wiz, not the same energy over there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. That's what... That's well, about, thank you that, for fucking showing up. That's about what we can expect. Very welcome, Brian. From you, sir. I'll take it. Should we I'll start? It. Should we start paying him fee just to come Fuck, fucking on the show? Damn right you should, you idiots. Yeah. Why would you bring up something like that? That's, well, he feels like he, the way he acts. Is like I a think chore. that's a fucking great idea. It's like a so chore. You for should him start to be fucking here. paying me. Show up. Hey, uh, so two things before we get going. One, as you just put this out in the world, as of four hours ago, I'm officially retired. I, Dwayne, I think you've been retired your whole life, buddy. I am retired. I've worked my ass off for the last two years. That's impressive. And now I'm retired. Did you really work hard for that? Oh, God, it sucks, man. High stress. High stress. Anxiety levels were thriving. I haven't slept in two years. But now, <laughs> fucking now, retire. So I should say semi-retired. I've got some irons in the fire already. Number two, I, we, I've gotten some feedback on Twitter lately that um, there, we, we have... I joined a league, a league online on Twitter. I'm doing these mock drafts on Twitter, and I've got a lot of these guys listening to the show. And the consensus seems to be that their favorite part of the show is when we take shots. So, Wiz, if you'll take a break from your keyboard and pour us up some shots, I think we should get going in honor of our new listeners. Who's our new listeners? This is what they want. They're listening. We're pouring. <laughs> that doesn't fucking matter what their name is. What do you are. want, Froggy? I'll take one of those. The last one of that, man. I guess I'll take Blender's Pride. Yeah, hit me with the Blender's Pride, brother. Oh, Where are you shit. for that? Look at you. I just, wanna, I just wanna get rid of this fucking so, bottle. Your football fantasy. This is how we get down. Cheers, fellas. <laughs> Wasn't that bad, actually? I think it's getting better again. That was a slight uptick from the last <laughs> one. It's not saying a lot. Wine does not make a good chaser. I'm gonna try to drink a bottle of wine for you listeners by the time this show's over. So hopefully, I can't read anything on my fucking screen. So let's uh, jump right into it. Tons of news. Then we're going to talk. We're going to do our very best to hit you with both our quarterback and tight end rankings. We're going top 16 on each of them. That's a lot of guys, and we we have a lot to say about a lot of shit. So I don't know that we'll be able to fit it all on the show, but we're going to try. First things first. This week in football. So uh, we can't we can't start a news segment and not talk Antonio Brown. Handful of things have happened just in the past few days. First, he posts on Instagram a picture of his feet, and they're just torn the fuck up like layers of skin falling off like a snake molting in the wild, right? So what does he do? He goes to get some cryotherapy, clean these things up, but I guess he refuses or forgets to put on the booties, 
and gets, quote, extreme frostbite in both of his feet. So that's the first headline that we see come out, right? Uh, with the no timeline was the original, the original word. Now, it sounds like it's not as bad as originally thought that he'll be, he'll be back pretty soon. But the next headline that pops up on your phone screen says, the Oakland Raiders have no idea where Antonio Brown is. He's gone totally radio silent. He's disappeared. Oh, and then there was one today that said, oh, return is soon. Did you see that one yes, or something? Yes, yeah. the team came out and said, uh, we refute that story. Uh, he, he'll be back with the team soon, but we definitely know where he is. Winky face, right? Uh, the next thing, the next words we hear out of Antonio Brown's mouth, which just happened a couple hours ago, he says, hey, Raiders and the NFL, if you don't let me wear my old helmet, a helmet that the NFL no longer supports for players to wear. The NFLPA no longer supports players wearing because it's not as safe as it can be. If you don't let me wear that helmet, I will never play football again. I'm going to retire today. He's a fucking idiot. I mean, yes. I mean, that, that's really what it comes down to. He's just an unstable mental retard. Yeah, we learned that at the end of last year, and he hasn't gotten better. Did we learn that at the end of last year, or just for the last couple years? He bleached his mustache and started doing those videos about... Uh, How about the videos when he's recording Tomlin after, during the, what, his, his halftime? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I think that's when he tells yeah, him he's an idiot. It might be evident the CTE's just already settling in, honestly. <laughs> so the helmet, the helmet the might not helmet. matter at this point. I mean, you brought up a good point. He's honestly, dinged. he's willing to sign like a, a release that there says that he's never going to sue anyone for being an idiot. I mean, honestly, just go let him. Do or, that. or what's the worst NFL's going to do? Find him five grand a game? Oh, here you go. Just, Fuck it, you know. Like, eat, yeah. eat it. Eat the fine for not because yeah. they fine for not wearing appropriate shoes or having shit on yeah. your shoes. Right? It's like what's... My, my guess is that there's something in the CBA that says even if you sign something, that's not going to be okay. <sighs> to the rankings point, is he moving down on your list? Fuck yes, he is. Is, is, I mean, is that even close? I mean, like, I think I, I have him highest at eight, seven or eight. Nate, right around there. He's going right now at the tail end of the second round in draft. No, tail in the second round. Yeah, the top I, mean, I had him at, I had him no at eight as well. Way. I had him at eight as well. So I think he'll be falling down before the yeah, season he's 12, starts. Yeah, twelve, thirteen. I mean, realistically, I mean, he plays for the fucking Raiders. Right. It's yeah. a tough balance because if he was if he was still with Pittsburgh, I'd say fuck. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. He could show up, you know, the day before Week One and fucking be fine he or close to it. So right? long. So it's a little bit of a balance. I mean, he's a veteran guy. He knows what has to be done as far as being game ready, but at the same time, a whole new system. You know, he can still learn. He can still read all that, but there's a timing thing. Can he? That if you're not on the field, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was a Chippewa. I'm yeah, sure he can I'm read. Saying. Yeah, can damn, he? he can read. Okay. <laughs> Look to me. Um, this might be an unpopular opinion, but you know, I didn't like Antonio Brown when he came to Oakland because I hate Oakland and I just think he's getting old, but. I don't care where he is in my rankings at this point. I don't think I draft the guy because there's so so much tumult in this whole situation that I don't want to fuck with it. Just like the Melvin Gordon thing, I don't want to fuck with it. Ezekiel Elliott thing, he's still in my top four rankings, but I'm not going to fuck with him and take him into my drafts. You wouldn't? Last year, Ezekiel. I got dicked in the head so hard. With the Le'Veon Bell thing, I went and traded for it. Like we just won't open your mouth, so we just keep know. stabbing you in the side of the head and the cheek. <laughs> trying to get over your damn mouth. Dick in the head. He, but I traded for Bell You're in a couple of leagues, yeah, uh, just assuming he'd come back. And I, it, Just the feeling that you go through all season long, is it going to happen? Is it not? What do I do? I can't drop this guy. I don't want to fuck with any of these situations. This is why we're co-managers. So, so He's one of them. You always want to make these dumb trades, and I always want to tell you, let's, let's you know, yeah, we're very two extremes, and when we meet in the middle, we make good moves. 
Um, he's an idiot. Yes, he's falling down the draft boards. Let's move on to Zeke. Speaking of holdouts, Zeke's quote this week was, "Look, I am. I don't care what penalties, or fees, or years I'm losing towards free agency. I am not going to play without a new deal. Period. Right? Period." Well, I know. I mean, is, is there any reason why I'm sure these teams don't want to pay? They're probably both going to pay. And I'm not nervous for either of these running backs until after probably heading into the third preseason. I'd game. say Dallas is much more likely to pay than yes, San Diego. Dallas does that. I did. I will say I went into the rankings today, and I took a, about a game's worth of touches away from Zeke just because, again... You know, I know it's only preseason week one, but I'm getting a little nervous. Next week, if he's still, if there's still total gridlock in this discussion, I'll probably take another game away. And then when we get to week three, it's start, time to start to freak out. But, yeah, you're right. Between the two, Zeke is more likely to get paid than Melvin Gordon this year. But So we said earlier, I, I think it was the last episode or two episodes ago, Andrew Luck didn't land on the pup going into camp. I guess it was a few weeks back. It looked like finally he was healthy going into a, a, an off season, and then he has this calf thing pop up. He and his team believe he'll be ready for week one. He'll be ready. It's not close. With what originally looked like a minor calf sprain, but he's not doing anything right now. To me, he seems like a guy that takes a long time to recover from injuries. He's great when he plays. Well, you say that only because of his shoulder injury. Yeah, that took for yeah. last year, coming into last year. We believe he'll be ready for week one. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I do remember that. It's the same um, like a goddamn copy-paste quote. I, 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 is there a reason to actually be concerned? I think the answer is no. Just because of the history. And it we're we're going to talk about these rankings in a little bit. So without a yeah. doubt, I'll tell you, I'm not that concerned. I didn't move him much. I did take a little bit of, little bit of work away from I him. Sure I sure as hell didn't move him. Uh, again, lots of time left in this preseason to see what happens. I'd like to see him on the field again working out oh, soon. Okay, so hang on. If he's not ready by... If he does not play in any of those preseason games, would you honestly not tell our listeners to draft him? I don't care if he plays in the preseason games, but he's not on... He's not even doing individual right. workouts right now. If he's not doing individual workouts by preseason game three, I'm saying he needs to move down your board. I would absolutely say if if by, by week four... By game four, preseason game four, if he's if he's not participating in anything, then I'm nervous. I really don't give a shit. I'm confident that he'll be there. Okay. And week four is tough, though. A lot of drafts are done by week four, preseason. Yes, they are. How about a big move in the NFL? This is a move that was speculated about quite a lot, actually. De- once Deontay Foreman got cut from the Texans, um, a lot of people started saying, yeah, this, this might happen. And Duke Johnson does, in fact, get traded to the Houston Texans. Now, Bullfrog, you made this point previously, after this happened, when we were talking about it. This is not a team that throws a lot to the running back, so is Duke Johnson actually going to do much? Are they are they really going to put him in there and let him take carries away from Lamar Miller, who everybody in the world thinks Lamar Miller should lose carries to somebody, but is it Duke Johnson? No. Um, are they going to change their identity and start throwing it to him because he can do that, or is he just depth? He's just depth. I, I do think... Um, Bill O'Brien does come from New England, right? New England ha- does ha- has forever with, with Brady built dump-off passes to his running backs. Maybe that's what they're sitting there and saying, don't take dumb hits if you don't have to, dump the ball off. That's the only thing I think of, but I'm sure as hell won't buy into the running back. Part. He's not getting rushing yards. Yeah, and, and look, they, Watson doesn't do that. Watson's never done that. I don't, I don't see that necessarily happening. 
Yeah, I mean, he he's a great passing game running back. You know, he can block from the backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're looking that to help out uh, Watson a little bit. He can catch passes. I, I view him as still about the same as he would have been in Cleveland. Maybe I, a PPR flex kind of guy. Look, I got him. Maybe, maybe. I got him moving in a, down. In a 12 teamer, you know. I've moved him down since. I'm trip. not sure he moved. He Cleveland up. had a very specific plan for how they wanted Cleveland to use Cleveland had him. two really good running backs in front of him. It, not, two. Not till week nine. I don't care. Du- Cleveland was going to use Duke Johnson out of the backfield the same way they have in the past. He's been valuable in PPR formats in the past. I don't see that being a role on the Texans. So, so maybe not. However, however, as I'll mention in a little bit, Kiki might have blown out his knee. Yeah, Kiki's maybe a short a route slot underneath maybe guy. Duke, maybe maybe Duke plays run. some slot work. I don't know. Look, they traded a fourth round pick for this guy. So you look at the money there. You know that's that's not a lot. Okay, no, I think they're rolling the dice. I think they're going all in. They're trying to get as many assets as possible. Just bring, just right. just bring him in. He's a talented guy. Yes. If, if Miller goes down or Miller, you need to, you know, Miller's yeah. sucking ass, you give Duke a chance. Well, and he's a different running back than Miller. Yeah. Very different, yes. All right, let's talk about running backs. Let's go to Kansas City and Andy Reid. Today, uh, well, I guess this happened four or five days ago. Andy Reid said he wants to do, run a legit running back by committee scenario in Kansas City. This is right on the heels of Damian Williams' injury issues. He's not been on the field. So Carlos Hyde's been out there, and everybody's saying he's doing great things. Uh, what's the other Williams guy that we've talked Darrell, about? Darrell. He's out there doing doing well. Darwin Thompson, the rookie they brought in. So maybe he's just blowing smoke while Damian Williams is trying to get healthy. Do you think he does it? Do you buy the running back by committee? I mean, it's Andy Reid, right? Yeah, I don't really buy it. Andy Reid doesn't know how to do that. And Andy Reid finds it really. Andy Reid designs these plays for these specific players, and I, I don't buy it. Andy Reid has t- been a coach, head coach in the league since 1999. Yeah, twice, twice in his coaching career has he run a legit running back by committee on his teams. That was in 2001 and 2003, both wildly successful years with the Eagles. Um, this was that went to the Super Bowl 03, maybe. They were 12-4 and four, maybe coming out of the 03 season. Um, 23 rushing touchdowns spread out amongst those guys. That was great. 2,000 yards spread out among three running backs. Not real great. In 2001, they had a, a total of 1,600 rushing yards and six touchdowns. So should this come to pass, which all evidence to the contrary, the guy doesn't do it. He's done it twice, once mildly successful, once wildly unsuccessful, and the last time he did it was... Eight, 17 years ago. Not only that, we're going to talk about him pretty soon, but but his best talent is is, is, is this quarterback position. Yes. Right. So I can't imagine he's, he's going to take the ball out of his hands. Yeah. I mean, nobody's going to sit here and say fucking Williams is a stud-type running back. You know, True. he's in a system that he can produce points, and he's still there. And Is he better than Deuce Staley? Because that's the guy. Probably not. Deuce Staley was the starter in yeah. both 01 no, and 03, no, where Westbrook. there was a... Right. Westbrook he's, was there in 03. He's nowhere near a Jamal Charles. No. no. You know, in Sean McCoy, there. Right? He's not Brian Westbrook. He's not Brian no. Westbrook. So, I mean, he's, he's a, a guy Westbrook that, you know, maybe he gets 200 carries and yeah. 50 catches. And if he does, fantasy-wise, he'll be he'll be great. And I, I think he fine. might get more t- He might get more catches. I can't imagine he can get more more carries. Right. I would well, say look, 200 is pretty I mean, maybe, about where Oh, yeah, I think it's Matt, you know. isn't it? Even you look, at, you look at Kareem Hunt's. Years there, like when he was a starter for that year and a half, 
not a ton of work, not no, a ton not of a receiving ton of work, just yep. wildly efficient. Wildly efficient, yes. Start start six and zero, and they forget about Kareem Hunt for yeah. God knows how yes. long. So I think he, he's still a valuable piece to have. You know, maybe he doesn't go mid second round. Maybe he falls to the third round. Does he fall at all? I bumped him down in my ranking. Remember, I had him at like seven. Yeah. I needed to bump him down anyway. I think I, I think he landed around thirteen for me, and part of that was because the injury. We'll see if it takes him a little while to get back to form. But yeah. I, I don't buy the committee thing at all. I don't think I want him as my RB one. Hell no. But I'd take him for sure as my RB two in a high power offense. Let's talk more running backs really quickly. We've got these two rookies that we've talked about a few times on the show. Miles Sanders, one of the big guys coming out, right? Big names coming out. A uh, couple pieces of news on him. First, everybody's saying by far and away the best runner on this team already. Um, just yesterday, Carson Wentz comes out and says, "Look, Miles Sanders is way better in pass protection than anybody expected him to be. He's 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 great at it. He's picking it up like I've never seen before." Um, at the same time, Devin Singletary up in Buffalo, he's getting almost all of the first team reps throughout camp, leading up into. Um, these preseason games. The rest I, of his, keep in mind, the rest of his teammates there are Darius walkers. Was, yes. So my question is, my question is this: both of these guys, like I like both of these guys. I think both of these guys will have value this year. I've talked about that on the show already. I think Singletary will take a little longer to get there. Um, but with all these, all this hype coming out about these two guys, which one do you think gets the first shot to start on their team? Considering Singletary's only got to beat out a forty-year-old Lashawn McCoy, forty-year-old Gore. And Miles Sanders has to beat out a Jordan Howard that was just traded for this year. And he's 25. What did we say like, a few weeks Josh ago? Josh Adams. So uh, which one gets the first shot at his team's backfield? I don't know if I've got the answer to that question, but I'll tell you which guy I'd rather take, and that's Sanders in a much better offense. Sure. Uh, Singletary's a little a littler guy. Uh, I just think in that Philly offense, he's going to get a chance to produce. Uh, I, did, I, I don't know if I want any piece of the Buffalo backfield, to be honest with you. I think what you said is accurate. Um, I, who's going to get the chance to start? It'll be Singletary. Who's going to get the chance to actually has a, produce points? Sanders. Sure. Um, I, I'm with Bullfrog. I, I'd rather have Sanders, though. I think Sanders is in a harder time breaking away and being a, 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 a single back out there. He's just not going to happen. He doesn't do that. Peterson just uses multiple backs. Sure. Right. Jarek McKinnon. You remember Jarek McKinnon? Ugh. No, one I our, don't. One of our I top tried for that guy. Look, he was back. He was cleared after his ACL. Uh, he came back. He practiced for two days, and it felt bad. So they put him back on the shelf. They no longer have the option to put him on the pup. So the team has considered the IR already. They're not doing it, but this is not fucking good. Not good for him, but it's great good for, for Coleman, Coleman man. and Breida. And I told you guys before, I, I think, think this might, is Coleman's backfield. I think it might be better for Breida than it is Breida's Coleman. Because I think Coleman's, Coleman's workload was set, whether McKinnon was coming back or not. Yep. And I think Coleman's probably looking at 55, 60. Well, I think this, is, this, buys a, this buys a position on the on the roster for Breida. That's what this does. No, Breida's a stud. Oh, Breida's not... You cannot say that he's a stud. He's a stud because he's people get hurt and he comes in. Yeah, but he was great last year. He was not he great. He was useful. You no, should read he was. He stats. averaged like five point yes. some per carry. He, he was, was fantastic. Was great. Yes. On a team with a fourth string Nick, quarterback. Well, yes, I understand that. But yeah. like in general, he did get banged up. He was banged up about every week, but he yeah. kept playing. Give him that. Oh yeah. Um, so so you guys you guys are telling the listeners right now you would go after. Oh, tenth, like late oh, over like, Coleman. No, probably not. Well, but I'm gonna. He's draftable towards your bottom. You who know, who are you telling me who's gonna be the starting running back there? 
Coleman's your starting. It'll be, it'll be Coleman, but um, they're going to use Breida a lot. I think they'll use Breida a lot. I think Breida's going to be a nice value late. Again, early on, I was preaching. I'm staying away from the SF backfield, but with this news, I probably this will is, uh, likely what, try to get a piece of it I, because I, I it's foresee, down to two now. I foresee Coleman becoming Freeman, Devonta Freeman, and Breida being used as the Coleman, which is valuable. Valuable, and if you can get Coleman, Coleman has much higher ceiling. Breida's going in the 13th, 14th. Right. He's a late pick. Coleman's what, fifth round? Sixth round? <laughs> Up there, yes. He's he was already the highest drafted. He's number two running back right now. Out of the group. Yeah, yeah, that's where he's being that's where he's going. Yeah. Um Alright, so so we already said Deontay Foreman, Deonta Foreman was cut by the Texans. He got signed it pretty quickly over to those Colts. Obviously he's not gonna have anything to do with the Colts, but when I, when I read this news, I immediately thought of Bill Belichick, right? I think this is a Belichick-esque signing. This is some another coach in the league trying to copy what he does. What does Bill Belichick do? Whenever a mediocre or shitty wide receiver, tight end, even sometimes running back, gets cut from a team in his division, he signs him immediately and puts him in a fucking room and interviews everything he can about the offense, the playbook, Frank everything. Reich? I think Frank Reich is doing what, pulling one of Game these fucking info, things. Uh, That's interesting you say that. I, I mean, think it was, right I, I, obviously Foreman's not going to ever be a running back in the NFL, right? That's not a thing. But I think this was a cool move I mean, Belichick does sign guys like, when, when he expects something out of them. They're, they're usually 34 years old. Yeah. And he, they have a, they a unique he, role. But he's got a really long history of signing guys for a couple of weeks yeah. right after they were cut off of a divisional team. Yeah, with all sorts Best. of guys, all you guys at all the time. This is what I think, them in. This is what I think happened here. I, and you know what? Reich is a good coach, um, and I just like him a little bit more. After it's a good this. evaluation, smart. All right, I told you already. Kiki was out with his knee. A couple other names that are barely recognizable that got some pretty serious injuries in the first preseason game. They just kept popping up on my screen. Zay Jones, who was trying to make a name for himself in that Buffalo wide receiver room. Jermaine Curse broke his leg. He's a Detroit Lion now, if you didn't know. Are you concerned? Brandon, are you going to sign Brandon I mean, Powell? It definitely hurts our... Well, I think Powell's, it might be Powell's worth on the team. signing Brandon Powell. Matt Lacoste, who we went and actually spent some fab money on when Benjamin Watson went down tight end right now in New England. He left the game uh, injured. Equinemius St. Brown fucked himself up. Up in Green Bay, which might just clear a little bit of the way there as well. But not a lot of names really worth looking at. Certainly nobody in that list being drafted, but people are getting hurt. Yeah, I mean, the only the one comment I'll make on the Zay Jones injury is that Foster might be creeping up my draftable list. That'd be Reuben Foster. Yes. So, Ooh, so hey, you just said you won't go after a fucking running back on this team, but you'll touch the fucking Well, no, I, wide when receivers. we did wide receiver rankings, Bills were on my list of, no, not not <laughs> interested. But that's why I said you have to play through all the preseason shit and see if somebody pops up on the radar. Foster is creeping up on my radar to be drafted. Foster looked, Foster looked I, really I will, good at the end of last I will last take four... Receivers out of Green Bay before I take anyone out of the fucking Buffalo. Foster looked really good as a as a as a home run threat deep ball option last at the tail end of last year when he started playing. I'll say that I'm not going to draft him, but I'll I'll put him on my waiver wire watch list if yeah. he doesn't get drafted. A couple guys get injured. Give He's a guy week. you're going to need. Give him a week or two. All right, off the news. That was a lot. And now for more dumb shit I heard this week. Let's go back to Antonio Brown just because he's fun to talk about. Apparently, I learned this this week, Antonio Brown has a pretty long history of Jewin physical trainers in America. So he's being sued right now by a physical trainer who says he, he AB owes him $7,000 
first of all, I feel like it's kind of dumb shit that these guys are paying $7,000 for one week of physical training because that's all he did He's for him. He's a great guy. Seven grand for a week. Like, I'd fucking train. I'll figure out a way to be a PT for seven grand a week. But he didn't pay him. Apparently, he has a long record of not paying physical trainers, hiring them for short terms, just like this guy, and then just stiffing them on the bill. What AB is a rich man. Pay these fuckers. You agreed to it. They're doing you a favor. Unless he's the guy that told AB to go put his foot in a freezer, he should pay the man. That's dumb shit one. Dumb shit number two. Um, y'all heard about these uh, these shootings that happened recently? The first big one in El Paso, Texas happened in Walmart, right? Mm-hmm. Killed 12 people. Um, 12? What's more than that? Was it? I thought 12 people died. I don't know. I don't fucking like 29. That close attention. 20-some people died, buddy. Bullfrog, your president comes on and says, it's the video games. Like, it's the video games. And here's Walmart's reaction to this whole thing. Like, groups all over the country are saying, like, please stop fucking selling guns, at least in that El Paso store, for like a week. This is a big discussion. Yes, Wal- no. Walmart says, you know what we're going to do to help the situation? We're going to take down the violent video game posters so who in our stores. So I mean, keep in mind, Walmart answers to shareholders. Shareholders' job, they're, they're, they're responsible to make, make the most money make, for their shareholders. Yes, make money. Guns make money. Okay? They, yes, they do. So, so like, I, I can't blame Walmart. I, you, can, you can blame your government and have that discussion, but I can't blame Walmart here. Yeah, I, I just think it's real dumb that they did that. Just don't do anything. Okay, that's our I argument. mean, it's, that, it's... That's not a bad argument. It's, don't, don't do anything. You're taking down the posters sure. of violent video sure. games. There is... There, there's enough research to fill this entire studio with printed pieces of paper that say violent video games have absolutely no, no effect on, fi- sure. on violence and violent crimes. Just Fucking mental health. Just life. don't do anything. Like, you want to be symbolic? Come out and say we're going to put a hold on gun sales for a day while we put on this big uh, memorial, whatever. Like, do something like that. Fine. I'm not telling you to stop selling your guns and stop making money, but, like, don't take the fucking posters down. That shit's dumb. No, that, that part's not, but I'm, my only statement here is you can't blame Walmart because their job is to make money. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think they should stop selling their guns. guns. They make guess money, that's but my, like, that's don't fucking problem. take down yeah. the posters saying, Fair here's us, argument. here's us addressing the situation. Fair enough Fuck argument. you, Walton yeah. family. That, that's not a bad argument. All right, Bullfrog, you, you said you wanted to add a dumb shit. Yeah, read an article. This is kind of a sad, depressing one. <laughs> I mean, maybe yours was too, but... No, uh, dying people are the best. Read in the news a couple of days ago that uh, a teenager, I think he was 16 or 17 years old, okay, he's playing his fucking Xbox, you know, one of those kids that's in Jeez. his room all day gaming. His sister goes and change or no, excuse me, he goes and changes the Wi-Fi password in his house so that all the other visitors can't be on because they're, lo- they're bogging down his this. fucking gaming. And he's, you know, getting that lagging. So... The mom comes into the room, and the boy and the mom kind of get into a little scuffle over this whole issue of changing. He's like 16, 17. The boy and the mom get in this little scuffle about the Wi-Fi password being changed and fucking too many people logging in on their internet. Sister steps in. Older sister, I believe, steps in because she feared it was going to get physical. He puts her in a chokehold for more than 10 minutes, kills her. Boom. 10 minutes? She, mom calls 911 because sister's in a chokehold from the sun, sure. and he holds that shit tight, and he's still holding it when the police arrived. When they check on her, well, they rush her to the hospital, obviously, but she was a goner. Over a changed, because he was not being able to play his okay, fucking I, Xbox at the proper speed. I think the mom, besides calling police, 
You might want to do something else. Yeah. Hit him with well, a hit him know, with a shovel. Hit him with a fucking maybe, maybe, shovel. Maybe, maybe she take, out your, well. take out maybe your Walmart gun. Fucking fish hook him. Maybe Shoot him in the weed. knee. Fish hook the fucker. I don't know. Oh, stick yeah. something up his ass if he likes that. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's. He the probably would have just beat the mom right off. Maybe, but you know, you know if I'm, I'm a parent, tried. I'm a maybe parent. I might care about my other child just as much. Maybe, but you have a favorite. Like, well, that's why it all kind of rolls into the dumb shit. the dog. We talked about this. I know your favorite's the dog. Look, I have a six-year-old who is very much addicted to his video games. And uh, there have been times when, like, our Wi-Fi has gone down and his Roblox, Roblox game shuts down. And the look in his eye when he comes to me and asks me what I did to the internet, I can see that. I, I understand this kid's <laughs> mindset because I see it on the daily. Gosh. Do hey. You, you, so you, you, you teach these, these kids about that age. Do you feel that happens? That's a prominent issue? Ten-minute uh, chokeholds? Well, I mean, from an issue of people <laughs> flipping out on dumb shit. Oh, I mean, the the level of gaming has gone way up. I can attest to that, but I, I haven't really seen too much rage or anger you know, from the lack of. But I mean, I'm sure the parents have. You, you know. see that 16 year old kid won three million dollars in the yeah. Fortnite championship. All oh, no. kids love that shit. 16 Good won the him. first world championship in Fortnite. All right, stand of the week, Wiz. Big Wiz and his stat of the week. Pour myself some wine while you hit us with a stat. All right, so we're going to talk about quarterbacks and tight ends today. And part of this is going to be, I want to know from you guys, who are the top five NFL active receiving leaders ranked by touchdown receptions? That's totals. Total TDs. Are we talking tight ends? We're talking about active receiving leaders. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is number two. Fucking maniac Antonio Brown. Uh... Larry Fitzgerald. Number one. Good job. That's a good one. All right, you got the easy ones. Over a long period of time. Right? Active. We're talking about active leaders. Julio Jones. No. he's out, I think he's on the, he just barely cracked the top ten. Because, okay. I mean, you talked about it before. He he's seven score. touchdowns. Eight touchdowns a year. We talked about we're going about tight ends later. It's about tight ends a little bit. Oh, you got some tight ends? Greg Olson. Greg Olson did not make the top five, okay, but he is number six. How about a tight end? Jimmy Graham. There you go. Jimmy Graham. Right? Wait, 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 wait. Does he still play? Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he's currently he's listed as part of the Green Bay right baby. now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got... AJ Green. I already... Okay, yeah. Good job, Froggy. And tied... Tied. This is active. Okay. Tied at number five is both a wide receiver and a tight end here. Not... These are, these are bad, bad players. Demarius Thomas. There's a, a number at 62 TDs, and the tight end here that's tied with him, played 10 years out of Maryland. Vernon Davis. Davis, Davis for the Redskins, huh? So there's got to be a lot of guys that can push that list here pretty quickly. Well, Julio's up. Julio's right there. Yeah. Greg Olson's currently the number six. God knows. But I mean, yeah, to your point is yes. There's a bunch of guys that are outside. Adam just hasn't played long enough. Beckham just doesn't. It's not a field enough. Yes, yeah, true. Um, you did ask me a question though. Over under on the amount of receptions per TD by Landry Jarvis. Yep. Are you going to give us an over 18. under? Over under the amount of receptions per touchdown, eighteen. That's his career average. Or I'm asking. Oh, over under. On that. I'm gonna go. Question. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over. It's take more than eighteen catches to score for that guy. <sighs> It's got to be over. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, yeah he's. I mean, he's only had he's, the one one. Big he's year, worse though. than Golden Tate. Listen, listen, listen. You know, so 
So this was tweeted out by somebody just the other day. You know the Spark score? The score that ranks basically athletic ability by guys? Can you guess what percentile Jarvis Landry landed in coming out of college? Probably he was not. He high. didn't test very well, I don't no. feel like. He was good? First percentile. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Almost as bad as Lamar Jackson at the fucking... Oh, so like test. shitty. The, Terrible. Shitty. You look at you yeah. look at that player shitty. profiler page for him. He's right. in the first yeah, I was gonna or say, maybe he only ran like percentile a four, across the board. But he plays so faster weird. and quicker. Like Quick. You wouldn't think it was that bad. Quick and he can catch. Some of these names are about like right at 20 as well. Higher than 20 with him. Cole Beasley, Josh Doxson, Seth Roberts... Kelvin Benjamin, Chester Rogers. Yeah. <clears throat> only yeah. only receiver here that I think is worth noting is DJ Moore. But that DJ Moore's one should go way higher. Small yeah, yeah, man. The guy catches so many balls and he just can't score touch. He's he's not he's not. He's a, like a really bad Wes Welker in my mind. Sure. He's no good. Um. All right, Bullfrog. Hit us with your uh, main event drop, brother. Today we rank motherfuckers. I put the music behind that in. Yeah, that was pretty good. A little Billy Madison throwback. I appreciate that. But let's get into our quarterback rankings here. Right off the top, this is no question. Our number one consensus rank is Patrick Mahomes. Across the board, number one from all of us. Which is a little bit hard, though, because stats tell us that it's not likely to happen. 50 touchdowns is not likely to happen. So if he regresses to 40, still probably pushing number one. I regressed him to 42 because I think they're going to really focus on that passing game. Uh, just all the more with this quote-unquote running back by committee shit Andy Reid's talking about. <clears throat> and Mahomes is... He's a great player. He's great. Yeah, you talked about with with, uh, with Murray's accuracy. Yeah, Mahomes has it unbelievably. He pulled some behind the back pass at practice the other day. Yeah, he's stupid good. And no, all sorts of no look fucking. He's stupid good. All right, so we won't talk about him long. Our number two consensus rank here is Deshaun Watson. Now, me and the Bullfrog have him at two. Wiz has him at three. So it's not like there's any disagreement here. Deshaun Watson gets it done when he's on the field. He missed most of that first year, so easy to forget. Even last year when he came out, he came out a little sluggish to start the year, but it didn't take long for him to get going. And he ended up with another really great year. He's, he's in my mind, one of two guys that could challenge Mahomes for that one position. You guys got anything to say about him here? No. I mean, I, I, he has a number one, a legit number one wide receiver that he throws to. Pretty that, great. That, that helps him. And you're right. I mean, he, he averages, what, four or five rushing t- touchdowns? I mean, the guy kind of does a little bit of everything. Yeah, I think when you say there's a couple guys that challenge Mahomes, he's definitely one of them. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's the one. At, at one point, he was ranked over Mahomes in in, uh, in my rankings. I obviously changed that. But, you know, 4,100 yards, 4,200 yards last year. A little shy on the touchdowns with just 26, but that was a slow start. And yeah, he has the rushing work to back it up. And in today's fantasy landscape, if, if you're a quarterback with the rushing work, that makes up for a whole lot, right? Our number three guy here uh, is Aaron Rodgers, right? He's my number three. Bullfrog's got him at number three. Did you copy my rankings, Bullfrog? Uh, no. You're about to see how it changes here. Yes, shortly. we will see it very quickly. Now, Wiz, we've we've mentioned this before, a little contentious. You don't believe in Aaron Rodgers this year. You did rank him at six, which is higher than I expected from what you've said in the past. But 
Tell us a little bit about your Rogers hesitation. Well, he's going to be falling down my... Honestly, if this continues about hit between him and LaFleur just being opposite, not, not opposite going pages, well. yeah, yeah, it's going terrible. I don't know if anyone's listening, but... Yeah. Uh, not going Rogers well. continues to be the penis, and LaFleur continues to be the fucking kindergarten they brought him in, and it's a bad mix, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't imagine this offense will be better than last year with, with LaFleur. And Aaron Rodgers is a legit Hall of Famer. It's not going to go well with Lafleur, and they no. They do they bring in any new talent on the offensive side of the ball? No, but they've developed some of their young talent. Like I think MVS. To me. I think MVS has a really nice year this year. I think Devontae Adams is a good receiver. He's a phenomenal Great. receiver, a legit number one receiver. Aaron Jones will finally be there the whole year. That helps. <clears throat> their offensive line's not any better. Their offensive line is. I not can't any imagine they're playing. Keep in mind when Lafleur got there in Tennessee, the offense regressed. They did. This comes down to what I talked about on the coaching show which with whoever was fucking in here studio with me. Um, is that is that red zone work, right? Was it you? I don't know. Aaron Rodgers has made a career of throwing the ball more than anybody in the history of the NFL in the red zone. Matt LaFleur... Does, Are they going to get to the... I mean... Well, Matt LaFleur doesn't throw the ball in the red zone at... It didn't, at least in Tennessee, I can't at imagine all. this offense is going to be good enough. That, that's my problem here. Mahomes... Is a phenomenal offense. You're going to put up points. Watson, good enough offense. I can't imagine Rodgers, just total points is going to be close to it. I just think Aaron Rodgers is, is so goddamn good. So when I was doing the Mahomes research, you know, you read a lot about there's ho- however many guys have thrown over 40 touchdowns, and every single one of those guys has regressed by at least 10 or 12 or whatever it is touchdowns in the following year. There's only one guy after throwing 40-plus that nearly – Nearly repeated that feat. It's Aaron Rodgers, right? He threw 45 back in 2011, 39 in the following year. His 45, by the way, was only in 15 games. Like, the, the guy's really good. Three years ago, he threw 40 He's touchdowns. He's a fucking Hall of Famer. He's but, very yeah. fucking good. So, so I, you know, I just trust his talent. I, I trust Devontae Adams as a great receiver. I think everything you read about MVS coming out of camp, into and out of camp, He's come along, and he is ready to go. People are still all on board on Geronimo Allison coming back after his injury because there was chemistry there, especially in the red zone with Allison. To be clear, it's not about his talent, where this rank is for me. It is about where he's playing in the NFC North, a fucking division that has the Bear defense and the Viking defense that are very good. Pressure. I mean, I can't imagine that his offensive, his his ceiling, just point wise, will put him allow him to be in the top five. I think I made the bet with you already that he's going to not be there. I just don't see it happening. Oh, is that why you ranked him one spot out, just like the Marlon Mack thing? Honestly, because once I get to set, once I get to to my out of my top five, because I ranked him six. To me, it's kind of a shit show. I do, again, I think so. That's a tear break for you. Yeah, that's a total tear break for me. And I think I gave you my tears. You did. I, I didn't look at him. <laughs> Do you want to say anything, Bullfrog? Just two quick takes. One is I just think change is going to be good for uh, for the Packers' offense here. I mean, I just I feel like watching them last year. You know, fir- first down, incomplete pass, guys are covered. Or Rogers throws it away. Second down, handoff for no yards. Third and ten, you know, nobody's fucking open, or he forces it to Adams. Uh, I think change is going to be helpful for him. I mean, he still put up decent numbers even when they were fucking terrible. And the second decent, thing I think yes, they, the second thing I think they've got going for them is I still don't think their defense is going to be that good. So I think they're going to still be relying on Rodgers quite a bit to you know to be chucking the ball around late in games. And we all I, I know agree with can, most of what you said, except for the fact that I, I, there has never been a good experiment in the NFL where you have a bat, a head coach, and a, and a quarterback that don't get along, and let alone a, a, a head coach who's bad. 
You're yeah, well, I mean, if they go zero and two, you might just see what's his fucking out of there, and Rodgers will just fucking so take you, over. <laughs> head, head coach slash quarterback. You say changes, changes good, and and yeah, coming off when of you got a guy like Rodgers coming off the way McCarthy did things. Yes, he when he left, you had to think this is great new offense, but they bring in Lafleur, whose only opportunity to run an offense went to shit quickly. Um, I, I will say, and again, I know I keep coming back to just a talent of this guy. Like last year with 4,400 yards and 25 touchdowns. Do you remember what happened in week one? Right? He broke his knee, right? right? Like he was playing on half a leg for half of that season. He's he's an incredible player. Bad defense, bad line, shitty play calling last year. McCarthy he still had You say that, but like all those stats were also with McCarthy. So like yes. McCarthy, I agree, takes blame for a lot of good reasons. But McCarthy also was a smart enough coach to put him in the right position a lot of the time. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. For, for yeah, for a long time he was good there. Let's move off of Rodgers here just because we got a lot of guys to get to. Andrew Luck is our number four right now. I've got him at five. Wiz, you got him at five. You got him at four. So we're all right there. Um, you know, we mentioned him in the news. He's got some calf issues. But he's got a team that is coming up. That offense is great. Once they started winning last year, they didn't stop. He's got a great coach. He's got a running back finally for the first time in his career that can actually make things happen. Um, what? Let me ask this question about Andrew Luck. Let's say he's on the field week one. What's his ceiling? Is he one of the guys that you think can be one, two, or because he doesn't run the ball, is he relegated down to that tier two for you guys? Uh, tier two for me. I think they're just going to be a good enough team where they're not going to have to rely on him as much as they did early on last season. I think Mac gets a big boost, especially for like that first four. You know, if you're if you're going to play fantasy in like a, a four week block or a, more of a week to week block, I think Mac is a big boost for those first couple weeks. Even if Luck's out there, you know, I don't think they're going to have dropping back and fucking being a magic man. I think they're going to rely on the run game a little bit more. I mean, there's so much talent on this offense. Uh, offensive line is the be- one of the best in the league. Um, going back to that, there's lots of weapons. Andrew Luck is one of the better. I mean, he had 39 <laughs> touchdowns last year. Um, your, to answer your question is yes. The answer is he is a legit person to un- un- unseen Mahomes here, if, if poten- potentially. Yeah, it, it comes down to the rushing for me. He doesn't. He's very slow. So I don't think he'll be there. But, you know, he could Mah- be a top. Mahomes rushed the ball a lot? No, 150 yards, I think. He, he couple, did, two no, touchdowns, maybe. But that's that's like a Deshaun West, a reason Deshaun Watson sure. can get there. That's even the reason Rodgers, I think, can get there. But look, for me, yes, Andrew Luck is outrageously talented. The one thing that I want to point to again is his his game splits between when they're winning and when they're not winning last year. He threw the ball 15 times on average more when they were losing. So a lot of those numbers at 4,600 fucking yards was padded by the early games where they were losing, <clears throat> right? They won 10 in a row. Once they started winning. So so I expect some of those numbers to come down. He won't go 4,639 touchdowns again, but he doesn't have to, right? He's, he last The year prior, he went 31 touchdowns, which is fucking great. He did 40 touchdowns a few years ago in an 11-5 and five season. So, like, he can still get it done. Just watch the splits a little bit. Watch this calf injury for me just a little bit. With He's him. definitely a guy that I could see dropping down to 10 pretty easily. Luck? Yeah. If he misses time. Like, because if he yes, said, you know, if he drops familiar. from 35 to 31, there's going to be a hell of a lot of guys that throw right around 30 touchdowns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could be. All right, let's look at our number five. This is Matt Ryan at our consensus. He's my six. Wiz is sitting at four. And uh, you're at nine, Bullfrog. <laughs> so so let's talk about Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons offenses here. Speaking of great offenses, right? 
Yeah, I mean... Shark in her dark is oh, gone. Yes, he is. Carter's back, baby. Thank God. I think, I think Ryan's had two big touchdown seasons in his career. I think one of them was last year at, what, 35 last year? And then he had 38 maybe three or four years ago. Uh, I think he just falls back down more to the 32-33 touchdown range. I don't think their defense is going to be as bad as it was. I remember last season, every fucking week, we'd sit down here and say, Oh, fucking whoever's playing Atlanta, fucking play their offense, because it's going to be a fucking shootout. Play the Falcons every fucking week, because it's going to be a fucking shootout. Uh, I got to think with Dan Quinn, that defense gets better. And I just think Ryan's not, and, and uh, Freeman's back. Uh, a little better balance. I just, I just, I think he's going to be a, a fine fantasy quarterback. I just don't think he does quite what he did last year, so I drop him down to about the nine spot. The reason he breaks top five for me, it's specifically four, is because Dirk Cutters does not know how to run the ball. He's just bad at it. He's never proven he knows how to do it. Um, Julio Jones is there. Kelvin Ridley's a great number two. Austin Hooper's there. I think just Matt Ryan in general. I mean, to me, you're looking at thirty-five plus TDs. Now, is he going to break 40, 40? Probably not, but I can't see him regressing past 33, somewhere in that range. So there's a, to the running running situation, right now it's Devonta Freeman, who is or is not injury prone. And then after that, fucking Eno Thomas, Smith, baby. Eno uh, Smith. Ollie, what's his name? The, the yeah. rookie that's in there. Allison or something? <clears throat> Quadri Allison yep. is there. So, like, uh, yeah, not only does Cutter not know how to run the ball, but, like, they've got to be careful with Devonta Freeman. And after that, it's absolute garbage. There's the whole point that's been brought up on this show before that the big split for for Matt Ryan in his career is uh, the weather, right? This kid doesn't have to play outside in any cold weather games at all this year. Yeah, that helps him outrageously. Strength he's a he's a he's a dome quarterback. That's where he plays. He gets to play in domes all winter long. That's going to be fantastic for the guy. Here's an interesting point. A lot of people have said over the years, Matt Ryan is a is a. It's all about his touchdowns. He's either going to boom or bust on touchdowns. But let me ask you guys this. He's been playing since 2008. Do you know when the last year he did not throw for 4,000 yards was? The last year that he did not? The last year he failed to throw for 4,000 yards. That is rookie year. 2013. It was 2010. In his first three years, he didn't do it. He's done it every year since then. And in fact, all but one of those years, he's thrown for at least 4,200 yards. This guy's got a floor that's a lot higher than most people give him credit for with his yardage, uh, but yeah, I think his t- I think this offense is gonna is gonna come back to form, and he's gonna be right around that thirty five touchdown. And the only for me. honestly, Deshaun Watson's Deshaun Watson has uh, Watkins, yeah, and Ryan's got Julio Jones. I mean, we all like Ryan to varying degrees. He's a top ten guy for everybody. Let's go now to the next one here. Uh, at number six is Baker Mayfield. So I've got. Before I did these rankings, like I was giving you guys shit because you liked Baker Mayfield and I thought it wasn't going to be the case. When I first did my projections, he ended up at number two for me. I changed things because I didn't like it. He's now sitting at my number seven overall. You've got him at 10, Bullfrog. But the big story here is that in the final rankings, Big Wiz ranks him number two right behind Mahomes. So why don't you start us off? Tell us about your love affair for Baker Mayfield. Uh, I kind of already talked about it a little bit already. Just in terms of the amount of talent that is at that offense, Freddie Kitchens is, seems to be a legit offensive coordinator. Seems to be able to know how called plays. I mean, this team did throw the number two uh, overall passing yards right behind Tampa. Okay, so Tampa brings in Tampa offensive coordinator left. He goes to Cleveland now. 
I can't imagine they're going to run the ball more. They're probably just going to continue to let Baker run around and make plays. I mean, I we talk about unseating here Patrick Mahomes. To me, it's there's only a few guys who can do it, and Baker's one of them. Yeah, so they I, brought in Odell Beckham. I like to look at, obviously with the Browns, there's not a whole lot to look at um, as far as Baker Mayfield and Freddie Kitchens, the combo. They played half a season uh, together. And, and yeah, his, his, his passing attempts actually came down when Kitchens came in, but his touchdowns went up, his efficiency went up, yep. his interceptions went down, he spread the ball more. He did exactly what we thought he was going to do. He simplified the game for Baker. They brought in weapons for Baker. you got to love that. Um, Mayfield was really accurate when, when, when he got the opportunities, especially late, he, he broke record, like he broke rookie records, like he was, and he didn't, he didn't get even to start the whole season. So he's a good quarterback. He's got good talent around him. My favorite thing about Baker Mayfield, right? And I actually bumped him up a spot right before this episode, because I saw a video of him the other day. You know how right now there's this thing on the internet with quarterbacks chugging beers, yeah. Oh, yeah. At the Cleveland Indians game. We saw so, this. did you see this? Yeah. Somebody throws Baker Mayfield a can of beer, and he shotgunned it. But it, So, if you've never shotgunned a beer, you punch a hole in the bottom with a key or something, and then you open the top and chug it. That's not how Baker Mayfield shotguns a beer. He catches this beer can from wherever. He fucking bit through the bottom of it with his teeth and then shotgunned it. I was very impressed by that. Anybody that can bite through a can to set up his own shotgun uh, wins points for me. So... Yeah, I guess I'll take it. Like, I still don't think the Browns' offense is going to be quite as good as most of the world seems to think it's going to be right now. I don't think OBJ is going to be as good as the world thinks they're going to be. But, but Baker, Baker might be legit. The cop here to me is is Kyler Murray. Okay, right? You talked about before how good Kyler Murray could be. Yeah, and I think you said you ranked him, and his ranking started at number two for you. Yes, right? Because you just. No, I'm talking about Kyler Murray as well. Kyler was three at one Number point. Three, okay, I fixed that um, too. Similar quarterbacks to me. I don't know how good their defense will be. They're smaller. smaller. They can move. They can chuck the shit out of the ball. <sighs> and he and Baker was more accurate than I expected. And I just I, that's what, I kind of see both these players doing very similar things. Just all, they might be behind a lot. They might they don't have that good of a defense. They might be they might always be putting up points. Yeah, I mean, my only I I like obviously I love the Cleveland Brown offense. I like Baker. Uh, at at this point though, I think he's he's a little bit the, the quarterback that beats up on shitty defenses. Sure. If you go back to his his uh game logs from last year, you know the the real good touchdown games he had were against the worst defenses in the NFL: Cincinnati, four touchdowns; Cincinnati, three touchdowns; Atlanta, three touchdowns. So we'll see. Baltimore, three touchdowns and three interceptions. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, you know, there's some negative that comes with that, but, but so he did a, have a big game against Baltimore there, week sixteen. But from a fantasy perspective, there's not honestly most leagues don't don't negatively penalize interceptions that much, right? Right. Like, I mean, it's just mathematically it doesn't work out that way. Right. So I I guess you know. You know, I have him at number nine. You know, I'll be looking to draft him later on in the draft if he falls down. I, I think this is a year I'm definitely waiting on quarterback, and he'll be one of those guys uh, that's in the pool for me to select uh, later yeah, no, on. No, no, no. He's going early. Exactly. So if someone takes him in the fifth or sixth or somewhere there, I'm not going to have any pieces of Baker. That's uh, just I, I would legit, I mean, I think out of three of us, I would. I always draft quarterbacks higher than both of you guys do. I would have no problem drafting him in the sixth round. I think... I'm not drafting him in the sixth, no. So, like, so look, just before we move off of him, it does come down to touchdowns for me. I, I, I took just his average 
with Kitchens. He threw 27 touchdowns last year, but I took out all the games before Kitchens took over. Um, and when I did my stats, a, a little bit of bump for Odell Beckham, and he ended up with the second most touchdowns of all quarterbacks. I got him throwing 37 touchdowns. And he landed at six for me, even with 37 touchdowns. That's, I don't love that I gave him that many touchdowns, but that's just how the numbers kind of fell out for me. But uh, he could be great. He could also I, – I see a, a, a version of this world where a lot of people take him early, fifth round, where he's going, sixth round. Because ceiling's a high going. though. Yeah, but then he, I can see a world where he fucks sure. a lot of people. Sure, not, not wrong on that. This is just not the, the history. What do you think Baker scored on the Wonderlick? I bet he scored less than I did. 24. I think I, I, I'll give him like a 32. 25. Okay. Good job, yeah. yeah, a lot lower than I did. You take a shot on that. <laughs> you pour us, pour us some shots for our new listeners. So let's talk about a quarter. So Baker doesn't have a lot of history. Let's talk about a quarter that does have a lot of history. And by a lot of the history, I mean in every season where this guy played uninjured, he finished as a top six fantasy quarterback. He's our seven consensus ranked. That's Cam Newton. What are you looking for, Chuck? You can't do Blender's Pride again? No, I can't. You bitch. I know you want to do Blender's Pride again? Else. No, no, I don't want to do Blender's Pride again. I'll take that pineapple. Um, so Cam Newton's our seven. I've got him sitting at nine right now. Uh, you're at seven, Wiz. And Cam Newton falls down to 13 for you. I'm going to repeat this. Every year but last year where he was playing with a hurt shoulder, that had to have surgery immediately after the season was over for the second time. This guy's finished top six in fantasy. Only one of us has us. None of us have him ranked even inside the top six. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to skip on Baker in the fifth round because you can get Cam in the ninth right now. And not, Cam, not a bad argument. Not Cam a bad Newton argument. is a legit, bona fide fantasy fucking stud. Cam, here's the difference. Cam Newton will not un- unseat at all Patrick Mahomes. Baker has the potential to do it. I don't know that I'd say that. I would say I would say Cam Newton has as good a possibility of finishing top three as Baker. Easy, if not more. In my mind, total tier break here. The sudden spot all the way down to eleven here. Very similar quarterbacks. So you're put for you. That means Cam. Oh, but you got Baker at two, so that's not it. That's oh, you you mean our consensus? Yeah, I'd put I'd put Baker and Cam in in the same tier. But again, you, you can get one of them four rounds later. For me, give me Cam. Like yeah, I've been I, taking Cam in every mock draft, best ball draft. If I we're, can get him in. If we're you know, just going on value, you're not wrong on that yeah. statement. Both wrong? Yeah, I mean, I just I have him ranked the lowest. You know, I see him as a low twenties touchdown guy and a handful of rushing scores. You know, I don't think he's the player he once was. He's got a new throwing motion delivery. Let me see exactly what I had him for here. Yeah, about what I said, 3,500 yards, 24 touchdowns, five touchdowns on the ground. Put him at 287.6 points and a four-point touchdown. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the point separation between my five-hole and fucking 15-hole is probably 20 points. Here's what I'll say about Cam. Like, those numbers that you just gave are numbers that he's put up in years where he's finished as a quarterback one overall because it doesn't come in the throwing game for him he's a guy that goes eight nine ten fucking rushing touchdowns he's scored he's he's scored 14 rushing touchdowns in his rookie year he finished the quarterback one overall in fantasy in his rookie year and he only threw 21 what was it 21 touchdowns in that year it doesn't have to happen in the air for this guy 
because he runs the ball so goddamn much. What do you think his average touchdown rushing is? Amount of touchdowns per, per season, season yeah. four point two. His average, eight. Seven point two. Then you take out last year where he had a busted shoulder and didn't run the ball at all inside the red zone. It's, what, 8.7? Well, he had four last year still. That was his lowest. But he's had a 6, a 5, a 10, a 5, a 6, an 8, and a 14. So reality says it's probably 5 or 6. You know, you you should expect 5 or 6. You get more than that, you should be fucking really happy. I think he goes 8. 8 would be his tied for third highest. All right, let's ever. move off of this. I'm going to get into a guy that we actually disagree about because we're relatively close on Cam. This would be <laughs> Kyler Murray, Arizona. New Arizona quarterback, Kyler Murray. He's on number 8 consensus quarterback in large part because I, after moving him down when I saw how high he was, uh, landed at the number 4 on my list. 4, Wiz, you've got him at 8, so you're still in that side that top 10. I'm looking at the Bullfrogs' top 16 quarterbacks, and I don't see the name Kyler Murray. So you're the contrarian in this case. Tell me why we're wrong about Kyler Murray. <laughs> I mean, history says... Oh, wait, we got shots. Uh, before take, we have better, this conversation. I better, I better take one before I Let's give this Let's just take this shot, Fuck. yes. Ky- to, to Kyler. See, that tastes better than the Blunder's Pride by a lot. So does peppermint. A peppermint vodka is pretty good. Well... The schnapps? Schnapps. Stronger than the vodka, actually. Well, history says it's possible. RG3 did it in 2012 as QB5. Andrew Luck did it in 2012 as well as QB10. Cam Newton did it in 2011 as QB3. Vince Young did it in 2006 as QB9. And if I look at those four guys, I would probably put Kyler Moore, Kyler Murray in that RG3 Vince Young type quarterback. <laughs> Compared to the Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, I mean, those guys are Hall of Fame-ish type guys. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not a huge buy into uh, all this Kyler Murray hype yet. Uh, you know, they ran that preseason. They're going to be in the shotgun every fucking play. It seems like defenses every should play. be smart enough to figure out a way to run some fucking man-tight coverage and fucking get to him. Uh, he didn't even run it once. You know, we'll see. Can 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 he be a capable runner at five ten against some of these three hundred pound guys? Can you mean can he be a capable runner at a, at a low four four forty number? Right? Well, yeah. getting hit by guys three hundred pounds when you're of that stature because literally, it's never been done for a running quarterback his size. Let let me let me put this out there: a I, running quarterback his size has it ever been done? No. Okay. How, how tall is Vic? Vic was six. Five eleven. Six. Five eleven. He listed yeah. as six. Yeah. Well, Murray was listed as five. Well, we, you'd have to look up his combine. So, so I want to say this about the the guys that you listed on that list. Okay, those guys are either great runners or they're great throwers. I will say this about Kyler Murray. Maybe Kyler he's Murray, both. Yeah, Kyler yeah. Murray is 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 fast as fuck, and I think he's a loose. He didn't run a lot of plays in the preseason game, but I watched all of his snaps. He didn't run the ball. But his, his ability to escape showed me that he can. He has the vision to see what's going on around him and move around around him. And and the, the big thing here, this motherfucker all through his college career and in the short, the one series we saw him on the field, accurate as fuck. Like this guy was putting the ball exactly where it needed to be on every throw, whether he's sprinting full speed to his left, to his right, trying desperately to get away from these 300-pound guys. 
He was hitting hands. Oh, with limited numbers. pressure in that preseason game last night. Limited pressure. Do you see the but one? Maybe their lines. You better. see the one they blitzed him around the edge on the right side as he was as he was swinging to the right, and he had to escape a guy sprinting to the sideline, running away, stiff arming a defender, and he put it on the nuts uh, at the sticks. Did Not you, see that you technically. Not me. Probably, probably saw it. I mean, here's what I my point. My point is like he can do both things. Where none of the guys on the list that you named that that did it in their rookie year. Are good at both. Like, will his coach right. help him to do both things in game situations all year? That's yet to be seen. But he has the physical skills to do both. I, I'll give you that. Uh, I guess it's more the unknown for me, and maybe that's just me being a a pussy. I don't know. But uh, this is what I gave him. I gave him 323 completions on 526 attempts for 3,600 yards, 21 touchdowns, 106 carries for 513 and four touchdowns. I did give him 17 turnovers. Uh, I just don't buy into the Cardinals being that good of a team. Uh, their offensive line was shit last year. I know they had some injuries, but I don't think they make a huge turnaround. I'm a small man myself. You are. Uh, unfortunately, true. I'm hating on him a little bit because of that, because it hasn't. I mean, I know Russell and Drew Brees aren't that much bigger, and this guy's got a fucking cannon, so we'll see. He's just one of those guys I'd rather miss on this year and – be able to draft him down the line, then, yeah, that's just my take on it. Here's the only thing I would tell you about this. One is, it was two years ago where Deshaun Watson and Wentz were leading the league as rookies. Rushing the ball. They were doing everything. They were and doing both. throwing the ball. They were, yes. they were doing everything. Yes. They both tore their ACL. That's the only reason those two, I think Wentz still, because he got hurt in the week 15 or the 14, still finished the top five at quarterbacks. Yeah. So both of those would have finished. They both had injuries, I, without a doubt. That was Wentz's second year, if you're talking about rookies. Okay, second year. But my point is that, that they, in theory, they were both there. Um, I have a hard time ranking them anywhere outside the top eight. In, in, I, I think the NFL is evolving a little bit. The NFL is playing two more points. This is all about put up more points. Everyone loves more points. That's the only reason Baker Mayfield is high for me. Um, I don't see the difference from Kyle, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. I mean, Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers are legit passers. That's what they do. The other... Mahomes, Mayfield, Murray make plays and keep the, and even Newton for that matter. They make plays, keep keep the ball moving. That's that, that's the only reason. Kyler, let's move on. Let's talk about Wentz. You both brought him up. He's our number nine consensus guy right now. Carson Wentz is one of these guys that, like all over the fantasy world, people are going ape shit over Carson Wentz. They think maybe this is you know he's finally back to full health. Last year we always you know is he healthy? Is he not? Did they rush him back because Foles was playing poorly or not? They, uh, a lot of people think Wentz is ready. He's back. He's ready. This is going to be his year. I've got him at nine overall. Down at fourteen for you, Wiz. Where are you at on eight. him? Eight Bullfrog. So, so what are your thoughts on Wentz? We love the offense. I like Carson Wentz, but honestly, we're we're, we're in the ninth ninth hole here. I am at fourteen. There's not a lot of difference between nine and fourteen for me. Yeah. Just not. I mean, I like this offense. I think it's good. I kind of like all these next offenses. They, all these guys have potential. Honestly, my 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 tier two is like four to eleven. Sure, like I that's about a that's a big ass tier two, and that's why I'm gonna fucking wait on a quarterback because I think there's seven or eight guys that could finish from four to eleven, and it, the difference between those guys is ten to fifteen points. Uh, so really, you know, you're gonna take the guy you like at that point. Interesting to come up points here a little bit. Um, Mahomes, just last year, 3.9 points per game off the charts. Number two, 
26.3 by Roethlisberger. And then all the way down to 12, you're still at 21.8. It's only a five-point difference there. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of points. That's why that whiz. That's why we don't. Not, not, not a bad argument. I'm, I'm there with you. But I think it still depends on how your, your team's constructed. So I've got I've got Wentz down here at ten. So to your to your tier points, look here. I want to just break down for you my tiers. Mahomes is one all by himself in tier one. Okay, my tier two is Watson Rogers. Uh, my tier three is goes from number my number four all the way down to about my number nine. So by the time I hit Wentz, I'm in tier four. But I'm willing to take any of these tier four. Like fine, like yeah. it's fine. I'll take Wentz. I think Wentz is going to be good. Will he be ready to run like he did that second year when he was ready? Maybe. We saw a little bit of him moving around last year. Not the same. But at a whole other offseason, is he ready to do it? This is going to be a great offense. They're going to score a lot of points. you got to imagine Wentz is going to do just fine. Let's look at number 10 overall. That's Drew Brees. Talk about first ballot Hall of Famers. This guy has so many goddamn records. It's ridiculous. I've got him at 11. You guys are right around there at 9 and 14. Um, the issue with Drew Brees is what this happened two years ago. They started running the ball. They love to run the ball. They don't really need Drew Brees to win them games. He's just there when they do need him to they do like, just enough. I like to bring in what Taysom, Tice, Taysom, Taysom Hill, Hill will come to in run and a run little gadgetry when they're on the goal line. And Drew Brees is at the point he doesn't care. He just wants to fucking win. You know, he's not, right. a, he's not a greedy type quarterback. He's not going to fucking audible to something just to benefit him or, you know. I mean, Fine. I don't know how many guys do, but I'm sure there are a few. I've got Breeze at 11, and this is the first guy on this quarterback list that I don't think I want to take. Because he finished, I think he finished top 10 last year, but it was one of these top 10s where, like, more games than not, he was really disappointing. Yeah, he's an indoor-only kind of guy. Long, he's a home guy for sure. Long gone is the are the year is the year where he set the record for most touchdowns in a game. Like he's not, he doesn't. He has a lot of really shitty games because they just don't need him in a lot of games as they're leading, and he's game scripting himself out. So to me, I'm, he may be at eleven for me, ten on our consensus. But I'm not drafting. I, I agree with everything you've said, but the only thing I think that it is to his advantage. Is Ingram leaves. That that's I think that that's an advantage to Brees to be honest with you, in my mind is that better running back they have less um, less balls. Kamara is going to touch the ball probably more. Murray's what five six at most. I think Brees has potential here to be used again in the red zone, unlike he was last year. I guess is the only thing where I'm going. All right, sitting here at number eleven, uh, who I've got the highest of all three of us is Dak Prescott. I've got him all the way up at number five. Big Wiz got him at 11, and Dewey's Nuts, I believe, is off the fucking list. Who's this? So he's got him outside the top 16, Dak, Dak Prescott. I got him at 20. 20. I'll probably move that. <laughs> yeah, probably should move that. So I guess I'll start. Uh, why number five? Fucking five. Well, I love what he can do on the ground. I love his durability. Uh, he's playing on a good team. Uh, you know, and I, I'm not sure how I feel about the whole Zeke situation, whether that's going to hurt him or help him. Uh, I have yet to decide that. But uh, he's had six rushing touchdowns in his first three seasons each, and I don't see why that's going to change too much, give or take one or so. In his first three seasons, he's finished as the number 6, number 10, and number 10 fantasy quarterback. Everybody knows once Amari Cooper came 
Uh, he was a pretty hot hand. Uh, another year of Cooper. Uh, Michael Gallup, everybody's high on Michael Gallup, so that's got to benefit uh, Dak Prescott. You bring a guy in like Randall Cobb, who's a veteran slot receiver, who's going to help out over the middle. You bring Jason Witten back. You got one of the best offensive lines in the game. Dak Prescott should and will finish as a top 10 fantasy quarterback. My issues with Dak, I think, are bigger issues with the Cowboys, and specifically, like, I fucking hate Amari Cooper. Um, Jason Witten is whatever the fuck Jason witnessed at this point. Like, if Zeke does play cool, you know who's going to be the starting running back on the Dallas Cowboys if Zeke doesn't fucking play? Rod Smith? No, it's this Troy Pollard guy. Oh, Pollard. Is it Tony Pollard? I don't even fucking know. It's a Pollard of some sort. Last year, Zeke had 75 fucking targets, right? So, like, it matters for Dak who who... The Didn't they bring in Alfred Morris's back, too? <laughs> they did. They did, yes. But in camp, after Morris came back, everybody's saying Pollard's no, the guy yeah. that'll get the Dak yeah, himself. Dak's saying Pollard's looking good, yeah. Um, the only receiving option that I think is an improvement would be Michael Gallup, who I think is oh. going to have a really nice year this year. Or I think Jason Cooper's going to be worse than he was. I think Jason Witten is too old to do it anymore. I think whoever the running back there is not going to be not going to be good. They got rid of... Uh, what's that white guy that used to play in the slot Cole for them? Beasley. Cole Beasley's in Buffalo now, right? So and they Austin. brought in Randall Cobb to play. Don't Buffalo forget about Devon Austin. Not even on the team anymore. I know. The offensive line is great. Dak Prescott runs the ball really well, but I don't have, for the first year in his career, he's not going to run for six touchdowns. I, I think. I gave him four, right? I think Devon well, Zeke might run for ten. Yeah, he might. I, I think Devon's point, though, is. Is a hard time playing any statistics that say he's not going to finish outside the top ten. Yes, his twenty touchdowns or twenty two touchdowns is is. Is he not Cam Newton? No, he's definitely not Cam. Is he not? He not might be a better quarterback in my mind. I mean, does he not put up the same numbers as Cam Cam Newton? Newton Is a is a much better runner than. Sure, six touchdowns every season. I think he's a better quarterback. They're, Dak is not a great quarter, passing quarterback. Better than Cam Newton. Better it doesn't Cam take Newton. much to be a better passing quarterback okay. than Cam Newton. I'll tell you what I I'll tell you what I statted him out as. Let me do that. Let me just tell you how I did this. Uh, where is he? He's not that far down. So I gave him 356 completions on 530 targets. So a 67% completion rate is pretty good. Uh, the issue is, and the issue that he had after Amari Cooper came to town, is that his yards per completion were hovering right around 10, which is really low in the NFL. He's like, uh, he's in the bottom six quarterbacks in yards per completion for me because that's where he was after Amari Cooper came to town. That's the type of throw he's throwing to Cooper, who was getting the ball a ton. To Zeke, who was getting the ball and not getting a lot of yak. So 3,700 yards, only 24 touchdowns, which is where he hovers over the course of his career. I took two rushing touchdowns away from him, only 274 rushing yards, because you say he's the same guy as Cam Newton, but Cam, who puts up 600 rushing yards every year, Dak averages what? Three. It's not 600 every year. He's had plenty less than 600. Yes, he has had plenty more than 600. He does get more carries. He gets a lot more of the carries. He gets 100 carries. His average is 600. I'm just saying. Dak's average is 300. Four touchdowns on the ground. So... None of my none of my projections here are outside of what happened on the now now a lot of Dak's early stuff. Look, chuck it the fuck down the field, 
to Des Bryant. That's where a lot of his yards were coming. His big receiver now is a three-yard down-the-field catch kind of guy in Des in uh, Amari Cooper. That affects that affects him. That affects him significantly. So he dropped down to twenty, probably too low. He'll probably move up a little bit, but it's that yards per yards per completion that really fucked him in my projections anyway. So be careful of that. He's Thank a different you. kind of quarterback than he's ever been in Thanks. the last half of last year. Thanks maybe. for the insight. Yeah, you're welcome. Russell motherfucking Wilson. It's all about volume and opportunity when it comes to Russell Wilson. Would we all agree? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he was getting 600 attempts and throwing for 4,500 yards, he'd be a top three fucking quarterback because he's got the skill. But the the volume and the opportunities which drops him down a little bit for us. And he, and he didn't run as much last year. They're a running team again. But they he are, didn't oh run God, as much. But he didn't run. He's not running as much. So. They're they are wildly a running team. Um, and, and yeah, his, his touchdown efficiency last year was through – the fucking, it was historic, right? Like, he, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I'd look it up if I were sober enough to find the website that tells you. Um, but I guess he's in the top 15 all-time seasons as far as touchdown rate goes last season. Um, that's not going to happen again. But, you know, Tyler Lockett, what are your guys' thoughts on Tyler Lockett? Is he going to be a fucking superstar? Is he going to take what he did last year in limited work and extend it over 130 targets? I think Lockett is another Doug Paul, but a guy that... that well, that'd be fantastic yeah, that you Russell find, Wilson. Well, though you find value in as, as a fantasy guy. Is he legit number one? Can you compare him to Julio? No. Is he a poor man's Julio? No. But he gets a job done. Okay, so let me ask you the next question. Is DK Metcalf somebody that you're excited about as far as a touchdown scorer? No, I'm not, because the, the what, what concerns me here is that this team also, in the last year... Went from pass happy to pound the ball again. They ran the I think number one rushing attempts only behind the goddamn Buffalo Ravens, only because you count fucking Lamar Jackson's rushing. All right, let me ask you these next two questions. Which of these next two guys gets you wet? Is it Will Disley or Nick Vanette? Neither. Who's getting me wet? Yeah, which one gets you wet? <laughs> Neither of them get you wet. Right? It, it, there's n- so Russell Wilson doesn't throw the ball a lot. And he doesn't have any targets that would maybe lock it. You're excited about, but like, out, there's nothing. I was excited when you said I was going to get wet, and you gave me two fucking terrible names. Well, Dude, like, it's, it's, it's kind of like game. the Seattle receiving core is tough to to project out. I mean, touchdowns are real tough to project. I mean, David Moore, maybe yeah, he's David the guy. Moore. I've seen a lot of shit about him being a fucking sleeper guy. You know, he can score fucking eight touchdowns. Who knows? He's a sleeper only because there's nobody on exactly. this team. There hasn't been for a long time, let's be clear. And Russell Wilson is a great quarterback, but you can only do so much when you don't get opportunity, and the few opportunities you have go to guys like Nick Vanette and Will Disley. And, and unfortunately, because of all that, I feel like I'm only going to be interested in the running backs on Seattle. Yeah, I don't know Russell how Wilson much I'm going to I don't know how much I'm going to go after Russell like a Wilson, lock I mean, or, you said something about what Prescott. Six, ten, and ten, right? That's where he's finished. Russell Wilson never finished outside the top ten. Yeah, I don't think so. No. All right. So, I mean, like, the answer is he's probably going to finish top ten. But he's usually thrown the ball a lot more than he did. He was still good when they ran the ball all the time with Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, yeah, but he ran either. around more, and he scored on the ground more. Last year, he fucking maybe had I would one be really surprised if, if they just abandoned Russell Wilson here and they just turned into a ground and pound team. Completely. Yeah. I mean, he's 12, right? So he's right on that verge of QB1. Yeah. He's right on that verge of, like, 
draftable. And to be honest, like I'm trying to think back to these mock drafts I did. I don't know where he's going in ADP, but I don't remember him going in the in the single digit rounds anywhere. Like oh, people, no. no, he's a. I he's can't, honestly though. To Freddie's point, can you imagine? Like really, you get past quarterback eight. Do you imagine look, any of these guys going to see Now, rounds? all of a sudden, you're fuck looking no, at... you're waiting the fuck yeah. the streamers. Nine for me is where it's... St- nine, my ni- nine on our consensus is Wentz. After Wentz, I don't want to draft any of them because you're streaming at that point. You and I talked about before. What do you want to rank to? I said 16 because, to me, you get to eight, nine, you, you could be streaming all these guys continuously. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right, that's the only downfall is you might not have a locked-in starter. But, I mean, according to my rankings, my rankings tell me I will not draft a quarterback till round 13. Sure. Because well, you can other get, people you, will be drafting him as backups. You can go get Kyler in round 14 right now, which is where, about where he's going, and you're going to win the world. Let's go on to the next guy here, Jameis Winston. I think uh, you're highest by a good margin, Bullfrog. You got him at 7. Uh, he's down at 13 for me. And uh, for Wiz here, not in the top 16. So... Tell us why seven. Well, a couple, couple reasons here. I know you guys did your fucking coach talk about Bruce Arians and all this bullshit. Being but, average. Uh, you Surprisingly know, I, I think Jameis Winston has some talent. Uh, <laughs> he, you know, he struggled with accuracy over the years, but he's got as good of a receiving core as any team in the NFL. Godwin and he's had that Mike as Evans. good as a receiving core. Yeah, and he's a younger quarterback. He's still developing. He's still learning. He's got a, maybe a head coach now that finally can what's get, it, what's his get him on the right track. His Wonderlick score? Let's that, that, might, that might be around 22. I got 12. it. I got it. I got all the quarterbacks Wonderlick scores written down. Not close to Mayfield's, dude. Jameis. 17. 27. Higher than Baker fucking Mayfield. How about that? Almost as high as your boy the Bullfrog here at 79. <laughs> So here, here's 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 really what I'm feeling. All right, I think Jameis is going to be test for him. Jameis is going to be Possibly. the Big Premise. Ben of last year. Okay, shitload of weapons. You know they're not going to rely on the running game. He's going to have opportunities to, to score points, throw the ball around. If Evans is going to do what Evans does, that everybody thinks. If Godwin's going to do what fucking Godwin's going to do, what everybody thinks. If OJ Howard's going to do what everybody fucking thinks. OJ Howard's going to do. Fucking touchdowns are going to be scored, and Jameis Winston is going to be a sneaky top 10 fantasy quarterback. Well, I'll say this. So you, you touched on something that is a is a classic fantasy football argument, right? And this happens every year. There's a team or two every year coming into the, into the early season where people are stoked about all the receiving weapons, but the quarterback on that team is buried on their ranking somewhere. So if you do believe that Mike Evans is going to score 10, if you do believe Godwin's going to come in here and go for, you know, even even a 1,000 yards and eight, nine touchdowns, if you believe O.J. Howard is finally going to crack the top four tight ends because he's going to play, then you have to believe what you do about Jameis Winston. That's just, you, you can't have the receiving options do it without the quarterback. You have to check yourself. And I'm doing my my statistical projections like, that bites me in the ass every time because I put the quarterback at one thing, and then after I do all these weapons, like well, where the fuck are these passing passes coming from? Right, Taysom Hill's not going to throw the ball a hundred times, but uh, so so it's something you have to look at. I don't necessarily believe you're going to see many more than twenty five touchdowns because most of them are going to go to those two receivers. I don't think OJ Howard's the guy people think he is, so maybe that's part of the reason I got Winston down on the list. He's not even in your 16, Wiz. What's your hate here? 
I told you guys before, you, you, you said nine is, is where you start streaming players. I like Winston's streamable. Super he, he's streamable. He's streamable. Yes. Put him against the right team. Yeah, he's going against the Falcons, maybe. I think what concerns me here more than anything is he's not... We, we talked about before. It's bad. We watched a game together. Winston was terribly inaccurate. Wildly inaccurate. Terrible. I don't like that. And Arians is okay. His numbers are average. I can't imagine Winston will be anything but average here. Yeah, the, the big issue for me when I was doing this is this, right? In the last few years with Dirk Cutter, Jameis Winston, when he was playing, let's be fair, or the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, threw the ball a shitload. Second, third, most in the league, right? More yeah. plays than almost any other team. Number one this year in, in yards. The, the revelation we had about Bruce Arians is that he's middle of the pack in plays run, right? He's middle of the pack at best in passes thrown. So if Jameis Winston throwing 600 passes in a season can only finish somewhere around 15, how's he going to finish there throwing 540 passes in a season? That's the question that I have. That's the reason he's down here on my That's list. Why is that right for me? Yeah. But it, it comes down to what you believe. What do you believe about this offense? Let's move on. Kirk Cousins, speaking of what do you believe, Kirk Cousins, for me and you, Wiz, we both have him actually tied at our number 16 spot with two different guys. Uh, you've got him higher than Jameis Winston at number 6. You love everything about the Minnesota Vikings this year. If I had to bet right now, Kirk Cousins will be my quarterback in many, many leagues. You just you're just targeting him everywhere. Just the way it is. Uh, I'll be able to get him basically do you, do for you free. Th- it's kind of it's a similar story to to Dak, a similar story to Winston. You know, I'm I'm relying a little bit on history here and a lot on talent. I mean, do you guys like the wide receivers for the Vikings? Yeah, I do. They're gonna put up good numbers. Yeah, how about the tight end? How about the tight ends? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Irv Smith yes. Jr. drafted and Kyle love, Rudolph coming back. I don't love Kyle Rudolph. But. Okay. But you put those yeah. two together. Yeah. Decent Your point guys. is that you like the running back. You Dalvin like Cook. Yes. Do you have decent pass catching yes. running back? Absolutely. Sure. Kirk Cousins in 2017 was the number six fantasy quarterback. Kirk Cousins in 2016 was the number five fantasy quarterback. Kirk Cousins last year had a little bit of a down year, only throwing, I think, 30 touchdowns. And not as many yards as what he had in the previous years, and not as much on the ground as what he'd had in previous years. Second year on this team, second year getting used to all these guys, second year with this head coach. I think he's due for a bounce back season. I don't think. I I know he's due. He's a fucking Spartan dog. He's gonna have a there bounce it is. back year. There, there it is. is I, I think Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins has a, a good completion percentage. He's got fabulous talent around him. I, I you are right on those aspects. Here's the problem I have with Kirk Cousins. We talked about this before. Stefanski runs the ball. That they're trying to build an offensive line, and they have a their head coach is a defensive minded coach. And, and I I am sure Kirk Cousins will finish around the top ten around it. That's why to me he's a, he's a streamer. Um, he's just not going to be even close to the same numbers that the top eight key QBs we just talked. Here's what I here's what I'll say. It, it wasn't a minute ago on this podcast. You can rewind the tape, listeners. You said he had down the year last year, only threw about thirty touchdowns. Thirty touchdowns was, was his highest, his ever. highest exactly. ever. Yeah, he's a 25, 27. That's yeah. where he. That's where he lives. Yep. Yeah. This is a team. Wiz said it. 
everything they've said as an organization is we want to run the ball. Yeah, I know they're spending money on the passing game, but we want to run the fucking ball. We want to run the ball. We want to run the ball. We draft a we draft a mid-round running back to help after we get rid of Murray, right? We think Cook's ready to go. We're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball. The other issue for me is this, and this is, again, Wiz has said this time and time again. This is a really tough division. Minnesota has, if you look at the schedule now, and I know defenses change year to year overall, but Minnesota's not have an easy season. Kirk Cousins, in the middle of last year, um, was 1-9 against playoff teams, ended up 2-10 against playoff teams after last year. His splits against winning and playoff teams is uh, bad. It's not good. I expect him to have some tough games this season. Games where the coaching staff says we want to run the ball, we're going to run the ball, we're going to try to control the clock. To me, this is a year where Cousins comes back to that 25 touchdown rank range. He's probably still going to throw about 4,000 yards, which is right where I have him, but it's going to dra- it's going to land him 14. Streamable, yes. Play him against the bad teams. He beats the shit out of bad teams. He always has. I'm going to play him there, but I'm not going to. He's not my draftable, startable. Kirk Cousins to me doesn't win games for you. You know we talk about with, with Cam Newton. He's the ball. You know what he is. Cam, Cam Newton. Cam Newton's converts their downs. Kirk, I don't know. Oh, we I think didn't didn't we talk about Kirk Cousins last year in like big games, four hundred yard games? Kirk Cousins' record was like zero and five or something. Remember that? Remember we did a show? Maybe. And Kirk Cousins I mean, was a bottle of wine. Yeah, says I, don't I remember, remember talking much. about Cousins like all his huge fucking games. The team lost for some reason. But uh, I, I look at his schedule, and it doesn't really scare me that much. I mean, I can, uh, according to Fantasy Pros, right now, Minnesota, for a quarterback, has got the 13th easiest fucking quarterback Average schedule. Right. You know who's got the hardest? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, number 32. The hardest quarterback schedule in the NFL. Jesus, we have two more quarterbacks. Pro. Go! Okay, let's just do them both at the same time. Phillip Rivers and Big Ben, they both came oh. to the league in the same year. They're both old as shit. Um, they both turned the ball over a lot. Uh, the Rivers had three turnovers last year. Don't last year was fantastic, but he averages sixteen fucking interceptions a year. I still think the Steelers' offense is good, but I think the Chargers might be one of the best offenses in the league this year. We'll see what happens with Melvin Gordon. I thought that last year, and you know what? They were so. Uh, both <laughs> these quarterbacks are guys that, you know, at this point. Probably streamable, but I think the floors on both of these guys are pretty high. Ceilings on both of these guys, Big Ben maybe lower than usual. These are not go draft them quarterbacks, but they're guys that can be useful for you if you're looking. Yeah, they just they don't give you the big raging boner. I don't know, you know, they're, yeah. they're those guys are getting older. They're not going to run for anything. They they could go out there and have a 500 yard game, yeah, but they like they just don't excite you. Well, they just, me, they're not exciting. I think, I think you, you you said it accurately, Froggy, earlier. I mean, the, the quarterback depth this year is is so it's deep. I mean, it is. So like, you, you don't have to draft a quarterback early. If you're not getting Patty Mahomes, yeah, it, it does. It makes a lot of sense to wait. It really does. I mean, he, you're you're right, Philip. I would take Philip Rivers all day long, but but for if I'm playing my auction for a dollar. What, right. at round 19? You can stock up on some yeah. running backs and receivers and feel good about your depth there. I'll tell you what, if you want to take a Phillip Rivers and a Ben Roethlisberger and just Oof. stream the two of them mm. back and forth on your team, I'd feel fine. I wouldn't like that. That's our quarterbacks. Uh, Shit, we still got fuck the whole <laughs> idea of <laughs> doing tight ends. <laughs> if you week. want to know our tight end rankings, you're going to have to fucking wait till next week because 
I am about done with this <laughs> bottle of wine. And a bottle of wine for a beer drinker is 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 pretty damning. I gotta pee real bad. Everything's staying in the room. I think we need to just go. Right now. No. Yes. Fuck you. We'll do tight ends. God damn it. Next week, thank you for listening. We appreciate your time. Hey. I hope you... Ha- you know, somebody said to me... Somebody said to me a few weeks ago... I asked him, friend of mine, in my home you league... You don't have friends. In my home league, I said, like, you know, I know you listen to the show. What do you think? He's like, to be honest with you, I've listened to, like, five or six, and then I had to stop. And I said, why? He's like... It's like being the only sober man in a room full of drunks, and I can't fucking listen to it. So, thank you for sticking with us. I would suggest everybody listening right now, before you start next week's episode, have a few shots so you're right on par with us. Uh, follow us on Twitter between now and then, at YFF the Bullfrog, at Dweez Nuts, all Zs, no Ss. Yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com is the website. Yourfootballfantasy at gmail.com if you want to hit us up with an email, let us know how we're doing. Find us anywhere. Review us, please. Um, tell us how much fun we're listening to when you're drunk and how awful we are when you're sober. Um, God, I'm really... just wine fucked me a little bit, guys. You look like shit. Your, your, your cheeks are a little flushed. Yeah, I'm telling you. How about a lesson of the day? Lesson of the day. Uh, you know, like like we've been talking about today and the nuts is just referred to, you know... We, we might be okay listening on the morning commute to work. We might be okay listening on your way home from work. But in reality, we're, we're the type of show you just want to fucking sit back, get your fucking bottle of liquor out, have a couple shots with us, drink a couple beers, and maybe whack off at the end. Whack off? Why <laughs> wait till the end? I think you do <laughs> shots and we do shots. That's what listening that matters. That is the way to do it. And uh, whack off when we whack off. We know Bullfrog does it at least once, twice a week. There we go. Shit, last night I had to do it on the couch when my wife was sitting there. She didn't even fucking help me out. She was rubbing my she's, arm. She's awake? She's sitting on the couch rubbing my That's arm. That's weird as shit. All right, we're going to leave you on that note. So, so fuck off. Um, we'll go We'll go find a corner each and, and see who can win that, that jerk-off race, huh? Um, no. Okay. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Now pull up your pants, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find more from these limp dick butt pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com.